0: National Pavement Expo is back this year, it will be January 25th through the 27th in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Charlotte Convention Center. As always, you can go over to nationalpavementexpo.com, get the full line of classes and instructors there, as well as what the schedule is going to look like with the show floor. Um, we are going to be there as well. Blacktop Banter will be live on the award stage at some point, and we'll be on the floor as well with a spot with the location, so you can check it out and hang, hang with us as well. Of course, there'll be all the um, after parties and that type of stuff as well, as well as all the great networking. So we really look forward to seeing you there. We hope to see you there in Charlotte this year at National Pavement Expo. Once again, pop over to nationalpavingexpo.com and you can register there. we've had our 800 network phone number on the side of our trucks and our vehicles and everywhere else here at Wiscote and Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance for a while now. And we're really glad to have them as a sponsor for the podcast for the next unforeseeable future, hopefully. But uh, some of the advantages that I want to talk about real quick about having an 800 network number is that a, or one, we'll start with numbers. One, you get more work. Uh, Two, it's really easy to cover the cost of the number for a year. One small job would cover that. So, you know, the rest of the calls and everything that comes in is strictly advantageously profit. The other thing is that you get exclusive discounts from top industry leaders. That's a big group network. They give you a group discount. We've used that discount um, by, for one of our sealer manufacturers and suppliers. The other thing is that they do reach out and get you national account work as well. So some of those big box stores and things you've been trying to get into. One of the other things is that the the number is really easy to remember. Whichever you put on there, it helps with your branding, and the calls go directly to you. So if somebody does call that number, it goes straight to you. And you know, it's not so easy to get an advantage over your competition um, from you know here and there, maybe a little bit. But when you talk about branding. Having a branding power over your competition who has a number that's hard to remember and you go by and it just says one 800 asphalt or 1-800-SEAL-COATING or 1-800-BLACKTOP, that's going to be pretty easy to remember. If you're in parades or you're out working on a job and your truck is parked there all day, your vehicles are parked there all day, that is going to get branded into people's minds over time. The other thing is when you join... 800 pavement network you're joining over 300 pavement contractors who've generated over 2 billion dollars in combined total sales so if you're interested if you're curious it's really easy to reach out and they will get back to you there at the 800 pavement network you can call 1 800 pavement that'll get you there you can go to the website 1-800pavement.com that'll also get you there And 800 Payment Network is very active on social media, so you can find them on almost all social media outlets. Go ahead and type that in, 800 Network, 800 Payment Network, and you'll find them. Episode of Blacktop Banter is brought to you by KM International. KM International has been manufacturing the highest quality asphalt maintenance equipment for over 30 years. They started out as a two-man operation, working in a pole barn. Now they got 40 employees, working out of a 36,000 square foot manufacturing facility. It all started from their propane-fired, skid-mounted hot box, and now they got over 40 different product offerings for contractors like you, like myself, whether it's private or municipal, whatever. Also, this commitment to our industry is one of the reasons that KM has been used now in over 44 countries and every single state in the United States of America. When it comes to KM, I immediately think of their infrared machines, but a lot of people also use their hot boxes. I would love to get my hands on one of these soon. I have seen them all over the country being used by contractors and municipalities, and some of these machines, you know, they've been around for a while when you see them. And I got to believe that that's probably because... They increase profitability so people keep them going. They're built really, really well. I was lucky enough to see a demo of one recently uh, at World of Asphalt. So they're built really, really well. Therefore, if they last a while and you're able to use them, you're gonna get some cost savings and you're gonna increase profitability, especially if you're using the infrared machines because you're not gonna be cutting out and using material. If you want to check out more about KM International, they're on social media. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They also have a YouTube channel. If you want to get more information and you want to call, you can call 800-492-1757. You can also email them as well if you'd like. Sales at KMInternational.com. One of the best ways, I think, is just to go to the website, KMInternational.com. You'll be able to check out the full lineup and get started right there with checking out all the equipment out and reaching out to somebody if you want to check one out, demo one out and get interested. So I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about 28 Circles before and Jason share over there at 28 Circles. uh, Their marketing and SEO service that they provide has probably quadrupled our workload here in Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance. And has added to our workload here at Wiscote, which has allowed us to expand, to grow, to hire new people. Um, I can honestly, truthfully point directly to hiring Jason and the team at 28 Circles to take care of our SEO, our website, and some of our marketing there with Google and everything else to generate our leads and to help build our brand. It has literally helped us immensely. You know, it's rare that you get a marketing company that is strictly for asphalt and seal coating companies, but that's what 28 circles is. Jason will call you, he'll email you, he'll text you. You deal with him directly to set up everything and how to reach your goals and develop a brand on Google and more. What he offers is a done for you, that's in air quotes, Um, websites and marketing so that you don't have to worry about it man you want to be out there working you know putting asphalt down seal coating doing all that stuff and not worrying about you know whether you have a great presence here or a great presence there they take care of it for you right now at 28 circles they have two offerings one is the welcome mat it's 149 dollars a month think about that let's just say you times that by 12 One job pays for that, right? If you times it by 10, one decent job pays for that, whether you're seal coating, if you're paving, it definitely covers it. That's it. And you don't have to worry about it the rest of the year. The second one is the growth plan. So let's say you've already reached a certain point and you want to improve and grow and do more. The growth plan is $449 a month and it includes everything in the welcome map package plus. Everything that would help you grow and even grow and grow and even grow. You know, that's the idea of the increase of the growth plan over the welcome map plan. If you call Jason at 720-476-2260 and mention myself, Marvin, or Blacktop Banter or anything like that, he will waive the $199 setup fee. It's gone. You don't have to worry about that thing. The other thing is there is a link below in this description of this episode. Scroll down there. You'll see it at the bottom. It'll say 28 circles link. Click that and that'll get you that $199 off the setup fee as well. And if you want to just check stuff out before you call or click the link or do whatever, go to 28circles.net and you'll find it there. I cannot recommend this to you guys enough. We are in a digital age If you're trying to do it yourself, you're probably missing out and you're stretching yourself too thin. It's okay for the start, but hire a professional, somebody who does this all the time in 28 circles is strictly designed for our industry. I cannot preach that enough to you guys. I hope you call them. I hope you hire them and I hope you get more and more and more success off of making a right choice like this one here. hey everybody welcome back blacktop banner uh, if you're watching you can kind of see we're missing some posters missing some of the stuff as we are switching offices this week and we will be recording all the new blacktop banners of the new office in spring green so be sure to follow along over there uh we actually have a wonderful guest becoming a good friend of mine uh, as we're seeing each other more often and often through the dubuque asphalt maintenance outreach and uh business that we're doing there um yeah, and we're, we're thankful to be able to partner with uh, Robert and the team down in Dubuque. Robert, you want to introduce yourself, my friend?
1: Yeah, Marvin, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Robert Miller, president of the Dubuque Fighting Saints, um, run all business ops um, for the hockey team here in Dubuque. Uh, you know, Dubuque Fighting Saints brand that's been around in Dubuque since 2010, but we were actually here in the early 80s too, um, you know, kind of a staple in the USHL. The uh, USHL is a fantastic hockey league. Um, it's a developmental league for players that are somewhere between like 16 and 20 that really and truly are are looking to make that next step to college and the pros. Um, just great, great stories from from history. I mean, we have players that you, you look in the NHL, Johnny Gaudreau, those kind of players. You know, they're they're playing, you know, playing right now, and they all started their process here, which is so cool. And then, you know, like last year we had. I mean, six players get drafted in the NFL – or, excuse me, NHL. Sorry about that. But it, it's just – it's it's a great league that really and truly knows how to develop young players into future talent. And the best thing that we're doing on this side is we are now starting to turn this into a developmental team on the business side too. Yeah, You know, we're really working to, you know, bring in young people to, you know, carry themselves to that next step and grow their careers in sports. And it's uh, it's, it's been fun to be a part of.
0: Yeah, I mean uh... – when you when you're there and you see the team, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough that you brought me in and we we're like you're like, hey man, check this out. We're we're rebuilding the stadium, like we're we're rebuilding the rink, like we're rebuilding everything from here and here, and we want you to be part of it. And I was like, Okay, all right, and we kind of got going. But first of all, let's talk about how we met because it's through a means that I always preach about on the podcast here, but not a lot of people see a ton of value in. And uh, that was through the local chamber of commerce down there in Dubuque, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, we, we both got invited to an event from, uh, from different people. And, you know, I mean, it was, uh, we were on the back porch and just crossed paths and looked at each other's logos (laughs) and just started chatting up real quick. And then, you know, it's kind of crazy when you put yourself in situations like that, because, you know, all it took was one connection piece, you know I mean? Like the connection piece from the guy in Dallas that I knew, Uh, that you knew as well. And, uh, and it just started a conversation, you know, I mean, like, I think both of us, you know, have, you know, a pretty similar, you know, idea about business and kind of how we grow it, what we do. And I think we both are really, really, um, we value just having you know when you when you tell somebody something that trust you know people believe right. in you and all that kind of stuff and you know from a standpoint of you know being a salesperson that's that's one of your biggest things you can have is is just you know building that trust with people and you know and and definitely carrying it through. And, you know, it had never happened had we not been in the chamber event. And, you know, you know, kind of like we were talking about earlier, it's just so many people, you know, they invest in a chamber membership and then they never go. They expect the phone right. to ring. that's not the way that thing works. You've got to get out there. you got to get face to face. And then you got to have the confidence to be able to walk up to random strangers and make them your friend in the first five minutes. So,
0: yeah. And I mean, let's I mean, when you think about it, anybody who's joining the chamber in some sense is in some type of a sale. You know, they yeah, got yeah. something going on that they're trying to sell one way or another. And, you know, you if you're not comfortable doing sales, you definitely shouldn't be at a chamber event going around trying, thinking that, you know, you're going inter- to, you know, you need to introduce yourself. To me, it's good practice anyways, because everyone kind of yeah, expects yeah. it there. So, uh, you know, we joined the Dubuque Chamber of Commerce down there with Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance. That is the only marketing outreach that I did besides um, our website and SEO at 20 yeah. circles that we used. And dude, we, I've got jobs off of there already attending that chamber event, kind of just networking and people kind of expect it there. So I always recommend that to anybody that listens, that owns a business and you're looking for some kind of outreach. I think it's like, I think I paid like under $400 or or $500 or something. And they have all these events, all these things you get invited to, all these people you can network and meet at different times of the year through all kinds of different events. and. I mean, that's how we connected we immediately we started talking about parking lots and blacktop and the parking lots around uh, the stadium and over at the casino where the event was held and all that stuff and you can't you can't ask for anything more than that And what it actually does, besides your immediate team. You're building an outreach of a team as well. You know, I consider uh, debut fighting saints part of our team here too. Like they're, you know, they're helping us, and as I hope we are too, right, to to you guys as far as outreach and what we do with branding. So let's talk a little bit, bit about that. First of all, I want to give, I want you to give a little bit of your history, because um, you do a great job at building a team and putting them into position and having these people execute. But, yet, like you said, um, you know, you haven't been there. The years pass and years pass and years pass, but you've been with multiple different organizations over all the different sports. Right. So how do we like let's talk about your team building, first of all, and we'll just kind of get a framework of it through your mindset of what what you go through when you're like, all right, I need to build a team.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, and I've been lucky enough, like you said, I've been lucky enough to work. And, you know, almost six different sports professions, you know, I I, I cut my teeth in the NBA, um, had a great run with them in New Orleans um, for years, and then was lucky enough to jump on with the Florida Panthers in Miami, become their director of sales. Um, From that, joined on to a little company called IMG. So if you've ever watched any college sports, listen to college sports um, presented by IMG Learfield. I was with IMG before they were sold to Learfield. Um, Jumped on NASCAR uh, down at Texas Motor Speedway. you know, got a lucky chance to become a vice president in the WNBA. Um, and and one of the reasons that I, I really love that challenge of going to the WNBA, because it, it was a total different world than I've ever been in before, you know, working in women's athletics. And, you know, to, to be able to take the sales process and and kind of continue it through multiple sports, it, it's just so much fun to watch it kind of be successful at every single level. And I tell you, it's, it's because I was able to take p- bits and pieces of, things I've learned from people in my past history mm-hmm. and really rope it in to kind of align it with the way that I run my business and all that kind of stuff so and, and that's what you got to do you know when you're kind of building a team I think you know you you find people that are going to align themselves with you you know line you know th- kind of that outward thinking you know really and truly you know um I, I love when I'm when I'm interviewing people because I don't ask the, you know, the, the straight interview questions, like, where do you see yourself in five years? What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to learn from, them. I'm trying to understand what type of person they are, what kind of humor they have what kind of you know um, you know confidence they have you know those kind of things are really really big to me and I mean you know it, and I know it's sometimes cliche but that list of things that you know are the most important is the things that you can't teach you know right it's right. your attitude when you come into work every day it's you know your your passion for your your job and, and you know I'm not talking about hey I have a passion for sports I mean technically we all kind of have a passion for sports it's a passion for sales <laughs> it's a passion for marketing it's a passion for PR and that's what I want to hear when you're interviewing do is honestly just hey i have a passion for my field i want to be the best i can in it and i want to really and truly you know kind of grow within that that field and so um and one thing is is i do throw you into the fire you know i mean like when you when you join forces with me um you're my director of marketing you're going to be my director of marketing i'm not the marketing guy you are
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: I'm, i'm not the pr girl i'm not you know the the person that i hired you to be i'm not going to sit there and stand over you and just make sure it's me coming through i want to make sure whomever i hired is the one that's making those decisions yeah and when you build a team like that that instills confidence really quick it also does good because it puts people on an island and makes them show their skills and if they're not that correct person you learn it early so learn it late you, yeah, know? you know and so and then the big thing that's is good piece you know, of
0: advice that's a real good piece of advice like yeah putting yeah. Them, put them in a fire and making them stand on their own to do the job that they were hired to do because if not we got to make that change now versus yeah. the, the crap hitting the fan and us having to do it like at go time yeah. No. And,
1: and you know, the bad thing is you've always, I mean, you're a small business owner. You've had to let people go. You've had to hire yep. people, you know, always making my goal. You know, if we come to that point to where I actually have to let somebody go, unfortunately, I want to make sure I'm able to look across that table and they know that I've given them every opportunity to be successful. I've given them every teaching tool that I could. I mean, so it's almost like a mutual, you yeah, know, exactly. kind of, I understand this is not the position for me and, and I've seen it, you know, I've, I've had people that's worked for me that, you know, got, fired from another job came over started working for me and then thrived i've all had, also had the different you know i've had people that you know came to work for me and it just wasn't a good fit and then the next you know thing i'm i'm on a, you know i'm on their resume because i'm helping them get their next job and i'm being honest with the people you know kind of hey this is why i did work out here but this is why i think they could be successful somewhere else and yeah. you just you hear those stories and that's kind of what you said earlier about networking you know you you, you know especially in sports. And I know, you know, this from the asphalt world, you almost build a Rolodex of people that you know. Oh, yeah. And there, there's just, there's, there's so many stories on how you build that Rolodex. And it's, it's, you know, no matter if something went right, something went wrong, you treat everybody the same, you treat everybody with the same respect, same Correct. encouragement, and you really truly really try to build them and grow them for that next future step. And I think that's one thing that everybody that's ever worked for me. And I hope, I mean, I hope I'm, I've done this, but I've been very supportive of, of every single person that's ever worked for me going on to that next step. You know, yeah, you have yeah, so yeah. many hiring managers and you have so many presidents out there and you have, they, they, they want to latch on. Like, you're not going anywhere. You're mine for the next fight. And it's like, no, you know, come talk to me, tell me what you want to do. Tell me where you want to grow. And I'll be honest with you. I, if, if a person walks in and they say, Hey, I want to shoot for this. I want to do this. I mean, I'm not going to shoot down their dreams, but I will be very honest what I feel about that. And if that person still looks at me and says, Hey, I want to do this or, Hey, let's do this. I I am have no problem, you know, jumping on a call with a hiring manager. And I get that most question most, like, why are you letting this person go? If they're so good, it's because that's what they want. They want to go a a different step. And I think, you know, when you start doing that with people and you start getting them, you start getting people to realize, realize that they're going to run through a brick wall for you. Cause they know I'm going to run through a brick wall for them, whether they're with me right. or at another company. And so I just right, think that's right. a, a very important part of building a team is just the, your team knows that you have their back, no matter what your yeah. team knows, you know, that, you know, you're going to stand in there with the fire with them. You're going to go. And I mean, especially you see us here. I mean, there, there's, there's no room for, um, me sitting back and, and letting people just work. And I kind of manage over them. I mean, I'm in there with them. I'm, I'm doing the, the own ice games with them. Right. And, you know, I'm in the box office working. I mean, like, and I think when you're, when your staff sees that you're willing to do the grunt work with them for the most part, yeah, they, they realize that you have their back. Well, and, I seen,
0: I seen you in the Bernie outfit the other night.
1: That, no, that, I've, done <laughs> not,
0: I've done, I've done that
1: in <laughs> another sports world. I'm not doing that anymore. No. Well,
0: let's real quick before we, we get off that. Um, I think that that's something important to, to talk about, right? Is that the old school mindset of, I got a stud. I'm going to do whatever I can to keep this stud here. And sometimes that's shooting down, you know, what we've seen is people in higher management, whether you're the owner or whatever, shoot down ambition in order to keep them pigeonholed where they're at within that organization or business. And then all of a sudden you start to see that momentum die, right? Yeah. So like, what? why not? Get keep them on their trajectory for their hopes and dreams and what they want, and have them, like you said, run through a brick wall for you over three years, right? right. And then all of a sudden you have a team built, you have a package that you're gonna show a new employee or somebody who comes in of man, this person's going here, this person's yeah. going here. Like like exactly we, right. we have a, a freight train of momentum. I think that, that mindset switch is key um nowadays right when you hire and what you're doing like dude if you don't want to be here forever that's fantastic but if you want to use this to your advantage in order to get you to there let's go ahead and make that work that's a big deal i think that one thing i've noticed there when i'm in the office and whether i'm talking with casey or uh i talked to the other who's the guy that was doing the lead construction that you had getting done there um so mark mark Plenary? yeah mark yeah. And i've talked to him every time i've been to the game now and he's always like, Hey, you're going to stay after you're going to hang out. What are you going to do? Like, you know, we, we, you know, we want to talk to you. We want, we want to hang out. You're part of the team. There's a culture that you instill, right? Like when you walk in, you're very, I've noticed just been like, Hey, this is how it is. I get business done. This is what needs to get done. This is needs to done. You do it. You do it. You do, you do it. We're going to crush it. And yeah. like that, that culture is something that you see when you pop in versus um, you know, cultures, other places where people don't want to be there. Um, they're there because it's a job, a nine to five, or they're so lax in what they do in that culture that shit doesn't get done except at a really slow pace. And you're just like, man, like that's not what we're here to do. One thing that I've noticed that parallels in the sport world with what we do in the asphalt world or outdoor contracting world in general, is that it's in seasons, right? So there's what we do, like we prep until the season's coming. Then when the season's coming, we got to execute. Boom, 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 boom. So Absolutely. I want to get to that a little bit later. But first I want to talk about brand building before we get to that point. Because without a brand, it's really hard to execute on some of your goals and stuff that you plan season-wise. So with the brand there at Dubuque, um, do you kind of want to give us a little bit of history and then a little <clears throat> bit of it now? Because now when I go there, like people love being there, dude. I go to a lot of sports events um and unless it's high 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 level you don't see the the culture and the backing like we do when we go to the dubuque fighting saints games you see people there like it's nhl finals right like they're loving it they're signed out in their jersey you got people screaming pounding the glass and everything when you go to other uh we'll say other hockey events that i've been to right with minor league teams or or uh ushl teams or even like you know basketball or whatever you don't see that. So maybe you can kind of give us a little bit of an insight on the brand that you uh, adopted when you came there, and then yeah. how you've done a good job of turning that around into a brand that is recognizable in Dubuque. I mean, if you
1: say you're going to a Saints game, they know where you're going and they know what. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like. And I tell you that you know that's a great question about the brand. When I you know they started in 1980, um, they won championships in 1980. Uh, you get to the end of the 80s, they actually uh, moved out, the team to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so we had the Thunderbirds come here. Um, so the, the Saints didn't actually come back to 2000. I want to say 2010 is when they came back. Okay. But then they did the Cardinal Center. They won a championship their first year. They went to the championship the second year. They won another championship their third year. And they set this brand at such a pinnacle ball, right. you know, I mean, like, it, it's just hard to compete, you know, cause the next year you're, you're, you're going to the playoffs, but you're not going to the championship. You're struggling cause you, you, these players, you know, recycle and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, for years, you know, I think we've made the playoffs every year since we've been here since 2010. I mean, this is, this, this brand is perennial. And, and one of the reasons I actually took the job was because when I was literally being interviewed for this job. I, I kind of, I said no at the very beginning, you know, I was happy in Dallas, I was doing really well, but then I called people, you know, like I was talking about the Rolodex and sports. I was calling some of my people around the sports world. What do you know about this brand? What do you know about this team? I mean, I called about 20 people, 18 of them immediately said, you gotta go. Like, I mean, not kidding. They, they pretty much told me how big that brand is outside of Dubuque. So if you get out of Dubuque, Iowa, the Dubuque Fighting Saints brand and logo is one of the strongest in sports because they know what we've been able to accomplish developing players. And yeah. um, it, it's amazing what Callie Larson, our GM, has been able to do. I mean, he's won GM of the year several years. I mean, he's he is outstanding and he's international. I mean, to be able to go to, you know, Sweden, Canada, you know, America. I mean, we've had kids from all over the planet play right here in Dubuque. And, yeah. it, and it's just it's – a, it's, a, it's a brand that was – very strong to begin with but then you know in the city of dubuque there was a little bit of a a lull for the most part you know and so we had to bring that spark back
0: all around um, right i mean all around in the city there was a lull yeah. like you know, there was and then like not to interrupt you, I'll, I'll keep you going right, late, good. but like that's the reason we moved back like that's the reason i made a shot and went down there and started going going with it because it was like oh dude like not only is like certain organizations investing but the whole city is starting to invest in its future and i'm like all right i'm if this is on an upswing i'm in yeah and the, and
1: you know honestly your brand's only as strong as as you get out there and make it kind of like we were just talking about with you know the chamber i mean if we sit back and let the phone ring which it doesn't we're all we're 99% outbound it's crazy okay. but You know, we sit back, I mean, like things don't get accomplished. And so, you know, me being the president, I have to be out there, I have to be shaking hands and politics and, you know, doing my thing. Um, But my staff does as well. And, you know, we, you know, and, and every, every time you're in the town, it's an opportunity, you know, I mean, like when you see me on a, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday, and we don't have a game or anything like that, and I'm in the store. Ninety percent chance I would be fighting Saints Polo. You know, ninety percent I'm wearing something that aligns that Bro. brand. I want to be seen everywhere.
0: People used to give me so much crap because when it would come to waistcoat, like <laughs> yeah. I was, I wore a fluorescent green shirt with Wisco and red and black on front everywhere. Absolutely. Like the only place I didn't wear it was church because I felt bad. Right? Like, hey man, I'm not. I I, I I've worn. Fighting Saints polos to church. Yeah, but you would know, nice? <laughs> so, this was a construction shirt, bro. This was yeah. fluorescent green, fluorescent yellow. But I wore it everywhere. And then I had that backwards hat on, which this is one of the few interviews I don't have a hat on. And it would say, yeah. Whiskote right here? Like I had it tattooed on my forehead because I had it on a fitted backwards. But the next thing I know, people start getting synonymous with me and Wiscote and the brand and they see it. I had it in huge white letters on the back window of my pickup truck. You couldn't miss it. You couldn't. Yeah. It. All it said was Whisket, and people are like, "What the f is Wisco. Yeah. And then they typed it in Google, and all of a sudden you are like, "Oh, yeah, it's this." Oh, and then it, YouTube pop up, Instagram popped up, everything. I mean, it's you, you, you go that route for a while. Now, yeah. now I don't do that very much anymore because the brand has its own legs under it, and we're building other brands. But I mean, there's a there's a way you have to do it, and like you said, you got to be out in the community, man. Yeah.
1: Here. So many, so many brands out there, they, they depend on social media so hard to grow their product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's crazy, you know, like when you look at like social media, like how many people open up a certain thing, look at a certain thing, click on it, all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. compared to like how many emails get opened up. Cause I mean, we're starting to get a lot more emails opened up than we ever yeah. have, yeah. but you know, I, the it's best thing important. that I've ever been able to do is, is write a handwritten letter. Like, I mean, yeah. like, you write a handwritten letter to somebody. I mean, it's almost shocking now that yeah. people just go, I can't believe you wrote this, you know? And it's just like, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, it's little things like that. But it, I think the biggest thing is like, you can't depend on, you know, social media. You can't depend on, you know, other channels Everything that face to face. You have to depend on yourself going out there because they want to see you, you know, especially yeah. with, in the asphalt world. I mean, you're doing a job. They hired you to do a job. They want to see you on site. They want to make sure stuff's going on. It's like here. It's like I tell people when we hire them, like, hey, we work every game, like every game, like you don't get games off. Like that's not how we play this. The reason is because every time somebody steps to that door, and you know, like my director sells, my director of ticket sales, RJ, you know, if he's not here, you know, in the box office being seen, all that kind of stuff, you know, people start to question, like, well, wait, where's my guy? You know, my guy yeah. sold him, right? It's you true. Know?
0: Yeah, that's super true. Like, even now, like, it gives you that feeling. You know what I'll compare it to is like, let's say, let's say you and I are going to go eat at Caroline's, right? And yeah. uh, we walk in and we get the same table all the time. When you walk in and someone's like, hey, I got your table ready. Absolutely, Dude, that makes you feel so good. Or when you go to the barbershop and you sit down, which I ain't been to the barbershop in forever, but yeah, I think when, you go, to, when you go to the barbershop and they know your cut already and you just sit down and you don't even got to do it, it gives you a feeling of uh inclusiveness, right? Yeah. The same thing if you go to a butcher and they know what cut kind of meat you like or what type Absolutely. of meat. So when you go to the Fighting Saints game and they go up to the box office and they're looking for RJ, like dang, that's my guy. Hey man, yeah. hey, how's it going? And for someone to recognize you that you're part of it, dude, it's, it's 75% of the game of getting their butts back in again. Like, Absolutely. It, it, it feels like this is their spot. Like you look forward to it now where we've come to a couple games, the kids know Saturday's closing in and
1: yeah. they're like,
0: uh, is there a game this Saturday? Like are we going to the game this Saturday? And it's like, dude, they, they, they love being, and they feel like they're included and be part of it. Now, don't get me wrong; that overtime goal in sudden death the other night really got them fired
1: up to bring back <laughs> that they else. Was like, up. oh
0: my gosh, we got to go back because they were it was super hype. But that's part of brand building. And then um, once you have that wow. base, though, Robert, right? You got your brand starting to move. You got your team put together. You put this framework up that you've seen and you've been able to have success with at all these different sports entities. Um, and it's a seasonal thing, right? Right. You 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 execute in the off season to make sure you handle business in the in the season. You see it all the time when people are scouting, getting people together, doing all that. That's really similar to what we do. How it how does that work for you all? Uh, as far as having a plan, making sure you're getting all your sponsors ready before you go, you know, before the season starts, like like Dubuque asphalt maintenance and everything else, and then executing on that to through the season. What does that look like for you?
1: I'll tell you, it's it's a lot about going through, you know, past history of, of certain, you know, levels like, hey, what's been your top sellout? Hey, what's been your top year in sales? What's been your top year in season ticket sales? And, you know, the good thing about people that work in sports is there's a really good chance that most of the people that work for you have played sports of some kind. And so they have that inner competitiveness inside of you, inside of them. You know? Yeah. And so, you know, we we play off that, you know, we we want to, you know, just like we compete on the ice, we want to compete in the business office. And so we want to beat every single team in season ticket sales. We want to do more sponsorship than every single team. We want to make sure we renew at a higher level, renew our sponsors at a higher level. I mean, we, we instill a, a confidence and a, and a competitiveness to be the best, even though we're not on the ice playing. And so I think when you, when you really and truly you know instill you know, the kind of stuff with your staff to allow them to do what they do, but you push them to the point where like, hey, what can we do one more thing bigger? What can we do much better? It's like this weekend, I mean we we had a you I know mean, we pretty much had a sellout, you know, and so we're I think we're forty five, which, you know, only three thousand people can fit in this building. And so, you know, I know a ton of people out there that would literally Bluffed the numbers a little bit and called a sellout, but well, we didn't. My staff was upset. My staff's looking at me going, "Like, really? we not, you know." And I was like, "No, we didn't earn a sellout." I mean, it's like, and that's the kind of stuff that I think like really carries my team to perform at a high level. Is because yeah. we never let. Them, and it's not not letting them rest, but we we celebrate the wins, but we also learn every aspect that we can to grow to that next step and actually keep getting better and keep building. Like, yeah, even
0: even during the season. Yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, like, I mean, like we, we've we got our plan. We're executing on what we do every game all season long. But we're not just going to rest on the fact of that plan and execute yeah. the way we are. Like, we want to improve as we execute. And we do that similarly, right, with asphalt maintenance. We get two months in, and I'll see you guys start to, you know, not broom it as hard as they would have, or they're not trimming all yeah. the way up to the edge of the concrete and stuff. And, like, boys, that's not what we do. Like, this, this is what we do. We need to regroup execute on what we want to do. We got goals to be the best and create the best quality with what we do. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Let's get back up. Let's readjust. Let's make this pop. So
1: uh, I I think there's another important thing that I want to bring up about goals. Um, Like me and my VP, we'll sit in a room, we'll make up our goals for the year. You know, we'll, we'll kind of have our conversation and say, Hey, this is where we want to be. This is where we want to be in ticket sales. This is where we want to be here. Right. But then I also think it's important to engage your team with where they think our goals should be and you know you have that open dialogue and so you're sitting there and you're talking to your director of ticket sales and you're telling him hey you know what is your goal what do you think we should be at what do you think is attainable at this point and so right. you get that feedback and then you kind of mold it with what you've already thought of mm-hmm. and come to a, a common agreement so it's not that you're literally walking in and telling your staff hey these are our goals for the year let's go get it it's they had an opportunity to weigh in they had an opportunity to put their input on your goals and, and the team's goals. And so that literally takes away from, you know, them ever having an excuse, like, you know, right. know I mean? Like you agreed upon these, you, you you set these with us, you know, this is us, right. this, this is us a family putting our goals together where we wanna be. And then also, you know, I, the one thing I do love about having a small staff and a smaller organization is the help. Like, I mean, if, if you see somebody kind of struggling through something and all that kind of stuff, we don't have. I mean, you can't hide. You know. I mean, like there's right. so many people working here that you know we'll see it. But the camaraderie I've seen with my staff to be able to go, you know, pat somebody on the back. Hey, this is how I would do it. This is, you know, I mean, it, it's just it's it's a fun thing to watch when your staff you know comes together, sets all your goals, you can agree upon where you want to be, and then they strive to hit it because they were a part of that decision making process. Well,
0: one thing I wanted to ask you about is. Um, employee development, right? Like sometimes we'll we'll have a new hire, right? And then it'll take two months. And then all of a sudden you'll see them get it. Like they get it. And then not only do they get it, but they get a lot of pride in the fact that they get it and they understand they know how to execute. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about that, right? Where you, you get people and they're new parts of staff or whatever, and they're trying to find their way. And then all of a sudden they're like, something clicks, right? Yeah, All of, everything goes like that feeling is so good. You have that feeling um, with people there at uh, DBQ.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like running running salespeople, the, the easiest way I do it is, you know, when we get somebody in here, we get them on the phone, they're setting meetings. We'll go to the meetings with these guys like we won't send you know, we won't send our team out there alone for the first couple meetings like and when I go to meetings with them, like the first five, I'm pretty much 90% talking. They're 10% talking, learning yeah. how to know, all that kind of stuff. After the first five, it becomes 50 50. You know, you're kind of working the angles together, talking and all that kind of stuff. And, and the next five, I'm, I'm there for sport. I'm 10%. You're 90% <laughs> yourself. You know? And that's where you kind of see that transition happen over the course of about 10 to 15 meetings, is where yeah. people really start to kind of pick up on things you do during a meeting to kind of really and truly grow that relationship really quick right. and, and get somebody to commit to you. But also they start to do it in their own style. And that's, that's the fun for me. That's, that's, that's the really fun part is to watch people take bits and pieces of what I do or what RJ does or what somebody else in the organization does, but then they rope it into their own thing. And the next thing you know, they're off and running, you know, yeah, they, they made a the sale. Just, like like yeah, made, good.
0: they made the sale. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they good. sold it. They did. And they're like, Oh, Dang, and then that you know, I don't know about you, but we still, you know, when I land, it takes a big sale for me to be like, damn, dude, you're good, you still got yeah. it. But I still get that feeling like, if we land one, I'll get back in the truck. And I'm like,
1: absolutely, and, and, and so that's cool. that all goes back to the competitiveness of it, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that, that's the hunt, that's the thrill of the hunt, yeah, know? yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love like when. You know, I go talk to a company and they've never been reached out, never even thought about doing it before. And it's like, hey, give me, you know, give me 10 minutes to come talk to you. And the next thing you know, you've spent an hour, with it, you know, yeah. and they're like, I had no idea what you did. You know, we just thought it was, you know, you know, developmental hockey. And it's like, no, no, this is what we do for the community. This is our angles that we work here. This is what we do here. And I tell you, there's a lot of companies out there that sit around a board table and they're, they're like our boardroom. And they're like, how do we get into the community? How do we get more? you know, development through our yeah. community stuff. And why not be a, a catalyst for that? I mean, and that's why we've done s- such magical things with the debut Finding Saints. It's really and truly, we've roped in our community efforts yep. with sponsors, you know, and so... Yeah. Um, and it's it just a, it's a match made in heaven because you have these sponsors out here that just love the fact that they're partnering with a sports team, but also, hey, we're also checking other boxes off over here that we're doing the community side. And so, yeah. but yeah, I think, you know, as far as like developing people that that's been through my career is, is really watching people grow through those first couple meetings. And then also from a sales perspective, watching them get that first commission check, the first good, one. you know what I mean? That first, yeah. yeah where they open it, that's that little grin comes up. Yeah, and, where they're like, dang, they
0: got, I know where this money they got is. got that like. little chip on their yeah,
1: shoulder. Yeah, I, <laughs> hooked. I was like, You're on now. So and I mean because yes, I mean at the end of the day we are selling. You now we're our salespeople. And so Yeah. You know, yeah. but you know, I really harp on my salespeople to not turn into, you know, your your stereotypical salespeople. Right. You know, hey, I, well, I
0: got a deal for you today.
1: Right. Yeah, I will I want my salespeople to build trust and be be an honorable salesperson yeah. before anything, you know, and, and the big thing we do is and and, and kind of like, you know, one thing I harp on is you you under promise you over deliver every single time, you know, yeah. like you not go into a meeting throwing everything against the wall. You know and, and kind of promising the world and the next thing you can not deliver it. You know, make sure you stay within your lanes because it takes one time to burn a bridge, especially in a town like Dubuque. Like yeah. you burn a bridge here, it spreads like wildfire. You know, so we do we do our very best to make sure that when we tell you something, we do it.
0: Yeah. And I mean that's kind of the the major thing, right? Like when we had our meeting, right, and our my guy Casey was in there it was like, well we're gonna do this. This, this, and this and this. And yep. me being on the sales side was like, Yeah, but can we do it for this amount? Can we do it for this amount? Can we do yeah. it for this amount? To where all of a sudden you were like, No, we can't. <laughs> like we had to we need it for this, 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 and this. And I'm like, yeah. All right, cool. We're well, all right, we're in, right? And yeah. uh, you know, for me that was that's an exciting moment because like you said, it, it makes you part of a, a sports team, right? Which is totally cool when we get to see everything and do everything, but then also. It, it's, it has a unique thing to it, because when we get it, when the Saints get a W, every single person feels like they got a W in there. And not only that, your business that you partnered with the Saints, yeah. got a W for it, too.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's
0: totally it's totally a unique thing because you come together in all this business. But then also there's a completely different thing of any partnership that you have, because You have an exciting moment. You have a sports win, which is just crazy aspect to this business partnership that makes it unbelievably fun. For us, I love generating content for Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance off of a Saints W. Like, dude, it's totally cool. Everyone likes it. They enjoy it. It helps you connect with the community. It's essential for branding. I think that um, more companies... If they were to capture that and share what they do as their partnership with Dubuque Fighting Saints, they could use that content to help with their branding and content creation uh, through social media branding there in Dubuque as well. But we're definitely going to do it and we keep doing it. And we love yeah. doing it. So it makes it super unique. And uh, w- real, real quick, uh, where can people find info on the Dubuque Fighting Saints if they're in Dubuque or surrounding areas and they want to partner?
1: Yeah, man, it's, it's DubuqueFightingsaints.com. I mean, we have all our phone numbers on there. I mean, go up there and look there. I mean, we're, we're at the Dubuque Ice Center. Uh, stop by and come see us. We we house out of this building. Uh, we're here, you know, mostly seven days a week. We, <laughs> yeah, we don't leave here that much. Um, but, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, give us a call. You know, check out the website. Come see us. Come see a game, you know. I mean, the good thing is we're in season now. And if you're a co- if you're a company out there that's just thinking about dipping their toe off in the water, mm-hmm. come check out a game. Come call us. We'll, we'll bring you out, you know, kind of show you what we got. I mean, I mean you know there's plenty of companies that you know we didn't a lot with you know and I think you know in the sales world you know you got to have you know thick skin I mean you're going to hear no a good bit oh yeah but that no is not forever you know right. like we heard no's last year that we heard yeses from this year you know and it's right. all because we kept that relationship growing and we got it and we found what made that company tick and I think you know, it's, and, and I'll tell you, you know, something you were talking about a minute ago that really made me think about something, but it's the little things that really and truly kind of tweak and turn people to a certain brand. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a company that this was a first year partner this year. When We actually scored that goal the other night. The whole team was up against the, the wall and they're their board on the ice was right there. And so I actually sent that to the company and you should have seen the responses that, I mean, they got it, they, they blew it up and put it up on their wall. I mean, like yeah, it's just, yes. a, it's, it's really cool. Like those little tiny extra things that you've got to make sure you stay in touch with your people. Like the last thing you ever want to do is sell somebody a product and then never, they never hear from you again. Right. You know I mean? So every now and then you've got to send those little things. You've got to make sure that they know you're doing your job. You're doing what you told them that you're doing. And, you know, and that, that's a... Uh, That's just a a big part of this business is that follow through, you know, and just never letting anybody kind of fall to the wayside. You want to make sure you have That's on the
0: ice and off the ice. The follow through is important on the ice and off the ice, man. Whether you're doing a slap shot or a wrist or whatever, the follow through is important. Same way it is off the ice. I mean, business has changed, man. And I think that for some people, they think that, right? Like they install a parking lot and then you don't talk (laughs) to these people ever again. Like they're going to be like, dude, it started developing cracks and the lines faded and you didn't even... Like we were willing to pay, but you never even came back and checked. We got somebody else. Like if you don't want to do it, we'll get somebody else to do it. And it's, it's a super important thing nowadays, which I think the, the big, the hard part is, is that people use CRMs and automated, whatever, like to get yeah. back to people versus us actually stopping in, talking to the person, right. And saying, Hey, yeah, we're here. We care. We see it. You can win so many more sales and battles that way versus yeah. just like you know, whatever you're, you know, never sending a card once a year. Hey, can we yeah. help? Like, Come on, bro. Like, you, you know, Marvin was here and he actually yeah. took photos and walked it with me. And then we went to lunch and talked about the comprehensive plan that we're going to put together. You're telling me you're going to beat me with a postcard. You ain't going to, bud. Ain't, nah, ain't, yeah. ain't going gonna, ain't gonna to happen, buddy. Ain't going to happen. Absolutely.
1: And, and I tell you, that's, you know I mean? Like you, you, you see all these Things in the, you know, sports world and, you know, sports, you know, when everybody you know kind of had the COVID, you know, mishap, I mean, people weren't going to sporting events. And so mm-hmm. many teams out there lost their way with a lot of their diehard fans because their diehard friends went a year without coming to a game. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're rebuilding that trust with them to bring them back out because there's a lot of people – that can go out now and get a 70 inch flat screen television, sit at their house, enjoy it. I mean, like that whole live sports angle, you got to go out and get people and convince them of why they need to come out, why they need to be a part of it. It's just, it, it, it oh. can't be done. It can't be done through an email. It has to be done through hand to hand combat face being face to face, talking to people and really and truly growing that brand each conversation you have.
0: Yeah. And I think that for, for an, you know, you're selling an experience, Yes. Right? Like, I mean, that's the thing. You're selling an experience. And for us, when we do what we do as far as selling our asphalt work, we sell an experience. And like, people can pay other, other contractors to make their asphalt black, to patch a pothole, to do whatever. But yeah. can they sell them on the experience, right? Like for us, we want to make it seamless. We want to make it easy on the client. We want them to feel secure in the fact that we care just as much, if not more about their payment than they do and the fact that we can do it when they're gone and they come back they just stay off at a night and the next day they're back on it they don't have to worry about yeah. it and we're going to be the ones that reach out to them to see if they need anything over that amount of time like the other thing that bet you benefit from that is the fact that then we're not competing on that we're selling the same thing we're yeah. selling something unique and therefore because we sell something unique our margins deserve to be a little bit higher for what we sell and for us, like that's the ticket. That's the goal. That's what you have to understand is that the the asphalt is literally just the vessel for you to sell what you really do. And what you guys really do at Dubuque <laughs> and do it really, really well is sell an experience. Yeah, I absolutely. For, I, dude, when I'm there, I forget that it's USHL. I forget yeah. that these are young guys. I forget that they're not pro. I, when, you know, your goal is to have people say, we scored a goal or we won, right? Not the Saints won. Like when they're there in the crowd, you want them to say, we're kicking A or we're getting stomped or we're doing whatever. Like yeah. you want we to come out of their mouth because now they feel like they're part of it and they don't want to miss it.
1: You And know? Just, like any, just like any business too, the, the number one compliment that anybody can give you is giving you a referral. And yeah. so I think you know that as well, but yeah. I love it when people leave here for a game and the next time you know they come back with two of their friends you know and it's like hey you've got to come see this you've got to come watch this and I mean you know that from the asphalt world you know you you know if you know somebody that's putting in you know a parking lot or or actually using you know your services they they're going to know other people that are doing it as well and I guarantee
0: that person that
1: actually used you very rarely do you have somebody just pick up a phone book and say hey I'm gonna call the first asphalt company I see it's not like hey you know, I gotta, I gotta fix this driveway. You know, who do you think yeah. I should call? Oh, call Marvin. You know, right. you know so well, I mean, you
0: also having a good craft beer selection in the northwest corner up there at good, uh, yeah. the stadium keeps uh, people wanting. Oh,
1: absolutely, back absolutely.
0: So I, I partake a little bit of that. It was fantastic. I got a double. What you're
1: supposed to do. Come to a hockey game, have a beer, and enjoy yourself. That's yeah, what we you know, that that beer.
0: double. I had a double black cherry um beer from. I can't remember where it was from, but it was there on tap up there, dude, it was fantastic, I was like, dude, this is epic that this is right up here in the corner, and I don't have to choose something else, but I mean, that's the thing, <laughs> not just trying to satisfy one person, you you make an experience so that everybody enjoys themselves. Yeah, right? absolutely. One of our favorite things we cheered for the other night was the fact that somebody had a huge stuffed animal there trying to throw over the glass. <laughs> And they must have tried thirty times to get it over. And once they finally got it over, the whole crowd went nuts. We cheered just as much as if somebody scored a goal because they finally yeah. got that big stuffed animal
1: over. But Dude, that that teddy bear toss night—that's something. I mean, like the team took a while before they scored the goal, so it, it took a moment. To yeah, build up. Everybody was ready. <laughs> it, it's just amazing what people, and I'll tell you, we actually had
0: It's for a, a great cause Paramount. too. For a Absolutely,
1: great- we had Paramount Ambulance bring uh some of their ambulances yesterday and pick them all up and take them to Toys for Tots. So it's just a—it's an all-around. A really cool night. Um, and you're right. I mean having some little kid try to get a big teddy bear over the over the over the glass and it finally gets over. And but the cool thing I do love about that night, one thing I always talk about teddy bear tall tonight is the teams are out there competing. They're beating each other up. They're they're hitting each other. I mean you saw the other night oh yeah they want to fight us, bud. us in Cedar Rapids are not, you know, very nice to each other. Uh, yeah. yeah um, but when that happens, both teams come together. And both mm. teams clean the ice up. I mean, like it's it's something that's bigger than sports, and that's right. just so cool about a product like this. Is like I love when somebody tells me they're not a hockey fan. I mean that that is like my trigger word. You know, when I'm talking to somebody, it's like I don't like hockey. I'm not a hockey fan. Good, neither am I. You know, <laughs> let me talk to you about why. Well, let me tell you why the
0: experience was a blast.
1: Exactly, and I mean, yeah. I think that that that's a huge testament to it. Is like when you have you know players like we do. And they're they're developing. And that's what we do, honestly, you know, throughout, you know, their weeks too. you know, I mean, like, not only are they in school, they're also doing community efforts, like going to Hillsendale tomorrow with our team and going to hang out, you know, um, we're talking to some hospital partners about going to, you know, cancer wards and actually going and seeing people and just shaking hands and letting people know, like, hey, we're here with you. We yeah. play hockey for you. We represent the yeah. city. of Duke. We're trying to make you proud. But we're also a part of this community as well. Yeah. And I think that's just a staple that you got to have.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, to be honest with you, you, then you also develop caring and outreach, right? And if you can develop it early on and have them understand that it's part of, yeah, be, be, being human, right? And and enjoying a good life that sticks with them beyond wherever they go, right? Yeah, well, so, think
1: about think about the thing that we have, you know. Uh, Dubuque Asphalt doing I mean you you pretty much sponsor not only the pucks that we throw over which is a fantastic promotion because every time he says watch out for those damn pucks it's, oh, yeah, I know. it's it I love it. but the other night we had our autograph session that's sponsored by you guys and yeah you know I've seen like that line like, was massive bro exactly like, my
0: kids did not my kids are like nah we're not waiting and, <laughs> but and, and the good thing is is like you have it you was have lined support. up around the side dude yeah. I, I didn't realize when you were like dude it's a huge deal I'm like yeah okay there was hundreds of people in line to get these guys autographs and um, they
1: stayed there. You know, I mean, you stayed, have a lot bro. of sports people out there that you get them for 30 minutes, you get them for 45, you get them for 25 and they go. You know, and right. it just it drives you crazy to be in the business side and see that happen. But what I really cherish about our, our players is the fact that they stay there to the bitter end. I mean, they're taking pictures of people, they're getting autographs. I mean, and, and, you know, this is after a game, Yeah, you know, this is yeah. post game. I mean, like they're sitting there, they're sore. They got, oh
0: yeah, they've been beat
1: up for, you know, three periods straight. I mean, like, you know, and for them to come out and just have big smiles on their face and they realize the importance of that connection piece with our fans. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that keeps me coming back is the fact that, you know, you have, you know, players that are truly genuine in what they want to do and how they want to grow the brand. Because the, the biggest thing that any of us can do is leave something better than we found. It. You know what I mean? Like, when Absolutely. you come into a situation, no matter what that situation is, when you leave that situation, you want to make sure people look back on you and say, your time spent there, you made this a better place. You made this a better place. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's life. You're born into a situation. Like, yep. That's earth. That's the human race. That's civilization. You're born into it. Your goal should be to leave it better than when you got there, right?
1: Absolutely, man. And, and you know, it's it's kind of you know, unfortunately, this is pretty black and white. I mean, you're either part of the progress or you're part of the your strength. It you know, yeah, it says, is. I, it absolutely,
0: <clears throat> is. absolutely,
1: you know, and that's what we want to do. We just want to make sure that everybody aligns themselves with our core values, and our brand values, and what we yeah. want to do, and we all move forward to go hit those goals and do what we got to do because it, it just takes one kink in the chain and and it, and it all comes crashing down. And so I think that's one cool thing about us is, is we're all moving in the right direction to do that.
0: I think uh, when you talk about core values, like that's a big thing. Like everybody's talking about core values the last couple of years. Right. But it's always been culture and brand and it's always been the guys that, and gals that figured out that if they create a culture that has a foundation of pillars that they stand on that are their core values, they seem to win and they seem yeah. to win over a long-term and more than anyone else. And that's the goal. Like, this is what we're about. This is what we do when you come in, you better embody it. Right. And yep. we embody it for all of our success for all of us to have better lives. And uh, I think that's the cool part about what we partnered with you all down there is the fact that there's so many similarities that it was easy. Right. Yeah. It just was, it was an easy one. We're like, Oh yeah, we're all about the same thing. It's going to work out. Fantastic. One thing um, that I want to point out is that people can find you on LinkedIn as well. Yes, and uh, that'd probably be the best way to reach out to Robert. I think personally, maybe right and uh, I'm not a social media guy. I I know you aren't, but I I have none
1: of the social. I can give them your
0: email, but I can promise you, most people are just going to go after this podcast and go to LinkedIn and look up uh, look
1: look you up on there. So yeah, like we were talking about earlier, you know, whether you're you know a prospect to be able to be a part of our brand or if you're not, you know, I mean, I love building a Rolodex and, you know, if there's something I can do to help and, you know, honestly, you know, there's, you know, one of the things I've been able to help people do from a business standpoint in other markets is I get calls all the time from business people like, Hey, do you know somebody in this sports organization? I actually do you know yeah like, you know, and so you actually you know align two brands you know to kind of connect in, in different markets and things like that so just because a person's not in Dubuque doesn't mean a relationship still can't be built. and we can right. still do it because there is other I mean there's there's you know plenty of other USHL teams out there but there's plenty of sports teams and and there's very few of them that are going to turn you away if you really want to build something special with those guys
0: well one thing I think that's unique about yourself is that there's so many parallels between business right that like service business like what we do here in the asphalt world but then yeah. just in general that um i think you got a wealth of knowledge there as far as team building and branding and then executing on these goals like you have to like if you don't yes. do it well this season you're done
1: yeah like it's i mean especially with-
0: you might get a couple seasons out of it but if it repeats it's going to be rough same thing with our industry like you do a couple bad seasons you ain't gonna survive very long like you, no
1: and especially with a small market team like this i mean like right. I, I used to love being part of a big team with a huge budget you know you 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 had owners that just like spit out checks and like you're all good i mean here that doesn't happen i mean like yeah you know if we don't do our job and we don't make you know the amount of money that we need to make to keep these guys on the ice this thing goes away you know and, yeah. and it's already happened before and it's not going to happen again on my watch we're going to make sure we keep thriving and keep growing because I love the fact of bringing in new players in here, bringing in coaches in here, bringing in, you know, my staff and watching them grow to be the next professional in a different place. And I think that's one of the fun things that just keeps me coming back every day is that I work with a group of people on and off the ice that are truly trying to make themselves better and grow and get to that yeah. next step. And I encourage it. And so that's, you know, when you're in a small market business like this, you, you, there's not much room for error. You know? And also right. everybody's exposed. I mean, you know, there there's no hiding. I mean, I remember, you know, one team I was with, I had almost, you know, 60 reps, you know, I mean, when you have 60 representatives, yeah, I mean, you got yeah. a couple that can hide and, you know, kind of do their thing. When you got eight people in a building, you know exactly what everybody's yeah. doing. and every They better year. execute. So, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that's one good thing that I like about working with a small market team like this is I have a extremely good relationship with all the people that I work with from a business side and it's It's great.
0: Yeah. Um, one other thing uh, I want you to Kind of give us both of us are long-winded, so we can go in deep on a lot of stuff, and we yeah. both have a lot of experience in that as well. But on surface level, um, what would be a simple piece of advice that you would give somebody who's running a business? Like just a simple piece of advice that's surface level that is a good reminder for them, right
1: of, okay, you should be doing this. Do not spread yourself too thin. Focus on your profession focus on what you're good at and become an expert at it. You know what I mean? Like there's so many people out there that they, they're, they're trying to do too much within a situation and they don't focus on the thing that makes them the expert and they don't become an expert in their field. You know, that's one thing that I've learned through going to multiple teams and multiple different cities and all that kind of stuff, you know, don't go in there you know, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm mainly a sales guy. Like I, I cut my teeth in sales, sponsorship sales, ticket sales, all the way up. You know, this is literally the first role that I've had here where I have kind of control of everything, but I'm not better than my director of marketing at marketing, you know, I'm not going to try to spend all my time, you know, doing something that I hired an expert to do, you know what I mean? So, you know, you know, if you're out there and you're a president, you know or if you're an owner of a company you you hire your staff to do a job let them do it let them control their narrative and then you know, judge them on that narrative that they created. You know what I mean? If, yeah. and, and that's when you learn real quick that if that's going to be the person that aligns with you or not because let them do their job. And then the next thing you know, you'll kind of see like, hey, this is working, this isn't working. You know, if you ever get caught where you're having to hold the hand of every single person that works for you, you're, you're being over controlled. You're, 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 you're never going to be prosperous because you're never going to be able to focus on what you're good at. And that's what I get to do. You know, I get to, I get to leave my office every day knowing, that my staff is doing what they're supposed to do. And that lets me go out and do what I need to do, which is right. go sell this place, go go meet people, go shake hands, go see people, go make sure this brand's in the market every day. But I think that's the biggest piece of advice because you see a lot of people out there to try to do too much. And when you try to do too much, you don't get to focus on what you're really good at and what's going to make you successful. And it's scary because you, know, you, you see people with a lot of talent do that. You know, you see people with a ton of talent and they just never get anything accomplished because they've got 74 things going on. It's like, no, focus on what you need to focus on and move forward. And I think that's one big piece of advice an early boss gave to me and her, you know, I mean, he literally sat me down. He said, you know, what are you good at? And I was like, I'm good at business to business. And he goes, well, then why are you over here trying to sell groups? Like, why are you over here trying to sell this? He was like, start making business calls, set business appointments, go out there and close business. And that's what I did. And that's what I've become really good at, you know, and so it's just, that's, that's my biggest advice to people is just, you know, just make sure you don't spread yourself too thin, because if you do, you're going to be, you know, you're going to have a half ass effort at a lot of things instead of having a full effort at a few things.
0: And as a leader, right, as a as a president of a company or as a leader, you don't ask your employees that you hired for one role to wear so many hats. Like I've watched guys lose fantastic talent. Yeah, they made them also sell the work. Right. Like I've watched them lose great marketers because they also made them close the deals to the people that they were marketing to. And they also made them um, be admin and make them make sure that these people are paid up and I watch people just throw their hands up and be like, that's not what I do. Like, that's not yeah. what I'm good at. Like what you're stretching me way too thin as a leader. You wouldn't, you don't do that as a leader either.
1: Yeah. You want to, you want to make sure you, you find somebody's talent and then you use that talent to be successful, yeah. you know And I mean? And then that's what you want your people to eventually do one day too. You know I mean? Like that's one of the cool stories about working in sports is now I can, you know, go through a lot of sports teams all over the, all over the country you have people that were sales reps for you that are not directors, managers, VPs, yep. you know, and it's just, it's so cool to hear those stories because that's exactly what they did. They found yeah. their niche, they hit it, you know, and yeah. that's what you can do.
0: Yeah. And then they um, loved what they did. Yeah. Like that. That's like, like that's the thing. ticket. Like, yeah. Like they like being here. They, yeah, they man. want, they were here before I was and left after I did because they just loved being here. Like to me. Yeah, that, I mean, one of my awesome.
1: first questions when I interview somebody is why are you here? Why are you sitting in front of me right now? And, right you know, if they look at me and tell me, oh, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door so I can figure out, no, that's not what I, I want. need to check. Yeah. Now, when somebody looks at me and says, I'm a sales guy, I want to be a sales guy. All right. I'm a marketing guy. This is my background. This is why I want to bring my talents here. Yeah. That's the kind of confidence. And that's the kind of spearheadedness I need is to, you know, for somebody to tell me like, hey, this is my craft. I'm really good at my craft. I'm going to continue to get better at my craft and I'm going to be successful. And I want to bring my talents here. And that's, that's the cool way to like really truly get somebody that, you know, you know, is going to come in here and, really yeah. work it, you know, so. Yeah, and then
0: you build a, then you build a kick-ass team too.
1: Absolutely. You know, yeah. so.
0: All right. Well, that one's going to, that's going to close up BB 89. My friend Robert and I, Uh, if you get a chance, you come up here, you hang out with me. uh, Let me know. I'll bring you to a game. And uh we'll, we'll, we'll make it a blast. I got a friend coming next week. I plan on bringing him to a game um next week so uh we'll be down say hey and i'll introduce you as well and uh yeah i mean for me um i can't express two things um the chamber of commerce thing and then looking into alternative ways especially if you have a sports team locally um and whether or not they're a great fit for you um i don't know that they're going to have the sports team swagger that my sports team does that i partner with But um, we definitely hope they do. But be sure to check out the Dubuque Fighting Saints online. Um, You go into Google and just type in Dubuque Fighting Saints. You'll find them on Instagram. They are there as well. Facebook, um, follow along. They're doing some cool stuff. And uh, if nothing else, we get you great ideas for marketing and partnering and things like that. Robert, thank you very much for joining us today, my friend. Appreciate the time, man. This is fun. Day, no worries no worries all right for myself and for robert at dubuque fighting saints thank you very much for listening to Black Top banter and uh not only are we cold and on the ice here in wisconsin and i won everywhere else but we also speak asphalt and as always we want you to seal it pave it stripe it and kill it peace love it see you man been listening to the show for any amount of time or you follow me on any social media you'll know that I have been using stencil plus to get all of our stencils for our striping stuff for quite a while now one thing about stencil plus is they have all the stencils that you could want they have all the different various thicknesses of these stencils as well they can create any custom stencil and more than likely if you get a hold of them and ask them to create a custom stencil of your company logo They will do it for free. They have been doing that for a while now. But beyond that, they can create multi-piece stencils, custom stencils. Uh, They have all the stencils you could want for any of the retail chain stores. So if you're doing a big box store or something like that, they have that as well. It's really easy to find them. They're at stencilplus.com. They're on social media everywhere. Jeff and the team does a great job with their social media and being in the groups and being active on Facebook and Instagram and things like that as well. It is free shipping on all orders within the United States. That's right, free shipping on all the stencils ordered within the US. So pop over to stencilplus.com, you can use code BB10 to get 10% off of your order at Stencil Plus, BB10, as in blacktop banter, BB10. You get 10% off your order, so if you call in, And say Blacktop Banner referred you or you say BB10 or say Marvin said I can get 10% off. They'll honor that as well. You add that in the code spot at stencilplus.com if you want as well. You'll get 10% off. The number to call if you're going to call versus go to stencilplus.com is 877-372-6055. Liberty Supply has been the supplier for us when it comes to supplies as far as spray tips, street brooms, Um, handles, uh, pour pots, flagging tape, uh, everything that we would need. We bought a melter from them, a crack melter from them. When you call Liberty Supply, you get Sam. Sam is the owner. Sam and his brother Mike both own the company. How often can you do that? Can you call and get the owner directly as soon as you call the number? And if you go to their website, libertysupply.biz, you'll see the full array of things they got. We've purchased our chalk lines from them are chalk we've had to grab some number stencils and things from them from time to time so they have a pretty good supply of everything that you would want as far as supplies and tools and things of that nature our spray tips we purchase from liberty supply so all the spray tips for spraying our sealer we purchase from liberty supply i mentioned the website liberty but you can also call 800-397-9907 and you'll get sam They also are on Facebook and Instagram. I recommend going and checking them out on there as well. And if you call Liberty Supply, tell them Marvin sent you, Sam will say, oh, cool. I know that guy. Uh, I golf with Sam from time to time. And I will say I beat him by a stroke last time we were out. So you can rub that in a little bit too. But honestly, truthfully, when it comes to Liberty Supply, we're thankful to have them. They're a valuable resource for us here at Wiscote and Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance super great guys, super nice guys. They want to help. If you run into any issues, Sam will make it right. I can promise you that. What more can you ask for from a supply company, an asphalt tool and equipment supply company?